Can I also just say, I did this without your permission, Seamus. I'm very sorry. Permission. I went on our Facebook account and Facebook decided to be very kind and give us 30 quids worth of free advertising. Whoa. Go on Facebook. Now, I realise now why they were doing that. Because Facebook advertising is completely useless. Do you, <laughs> want, do you want to know why? Let me hear it. So to get the 30 quid free yeah. advertising, uh-huh. you had to spend £3. Oh, and I thought... That is one Sainsbury's lunch. That's one Sainsbury's meal deal. I will pass up on a couple of muffins. Exactly. You know, it's it's no skin off my sandwich. So I thought, you know, why not? Let's let's give it a try. So for three pounds, five hundred additional people saw the seesaw parade advert Whoa, for episode one one nine. Five hundred. Do you want to guess how many people clicked the link to listen? At least three. <laughs> oh, James. Oh, James. One. One person. Oh, I am ever the optimist. <laughs> oh, ever the optimist. So we paid three pounds for one person Colin. to click. They probably didn't even listen. At least before now, we could be we could be like, oh, well, we know not really many people listen, but we don't ever pay for advertising, you know. It was just an this experiment. Of mouth. Speaking of word of mouth, make your friends listen to our podcast, everyone. Just make them do it. Yeah, exactly. Unless I'm in the room. If I'm in the room, don't make me do it. I listen to them every week and it's, it's t- torturous <laughs> for me. Yeah, so that was uh, my wee experiment this week. It, it's safe to say it, it's not worked. And Facebook, you can bog off with your advertising offers. You're just fraud stealing my three pounds which could have gone to a mediocre sandwich. A few muffins. <laughs> yeah, to a few muffins. It could have gone to a valuable cause. I would I would take a few muffins over one listener any day of the week. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah, take any listener, I prefer muffins. So I, can, I now understand why they were being like, hey, give us some money and we'll give you more advertising. Knowing full well that once I give them the money, it's going to be so unsuccessful that I don't want to use the money that they're offering. Yeah, well, how is that good for them? Because they just get a whole bunch of people to never want to use their advertising again. Well, I'm assuming it must work for somebody and then they keep plowing the money and that keeps the, you know, the... <laughs> so our, our podcast is so unmarketable. <laughs> it's a very niche podcast. I'll give you that. It's no, very two niche. Two guys talking about stuff. That is the least niche thing in the world. Well, no, well, it's, it's niche in that I think you do kind of have to have a knowledge of who we are before you really get <laughs> you something don't know from us the podcast. Not worth it. No, but do we have fans in the states? Do we still have fans Juan? in the states? He's still he's still there. Juan, how's it going? Hey, Juan. Yeah, and uh, our relatives in South America, who I'm sure have listened at least We're, once. Uh, we are still intercontinental. That is what. Yeah, absolutely. It's, in, it's impressive. Thank you, everyone who knows me in real life that listens to the show. <laughs> Likewise, the two people who are not related to me who do also listen because <laughs> because I'm I'm doing this thing. So uh, yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Seesaw Parade. We've paid for advertising. It's going big now. We're re- we're gonna go big now. This, this is it. Does this mean we've sold out, James? Does this mean we we've have. sold That's out? That's the official line. You should have really asked me. I would have shut you down. I would have I would have taken them muffins. <laughs> right, episode one twenty. I'm Colin. He's James. I am. We've sold out to that intro, I'll tell you that. I, I mean, we, we tried to, to keep it away for a little bit, but, you know, it's a good way of introducing you to the show, seeing as I dominate proceedings. Well, that's the way it's meant to be, is you talk a lot, I say yeah a lot, and then I say something that's an attempt at being funny. Can I just say as, at this point as well, usually I would have inserted the theme music, yeah. but I actually have remembered... 
The Ross Cray has sent us a theme tune, which he, he did a few weeks ago, which was glorious. The hero Ross. What a guy. So, I know, thank you, Ross. Um, you've saved me from making a track at one in the morning. Yeah, which, which is... Colin spends literally six minutes on. <laughs> you've what? saved Colin Come six on. minutes. That is the equivalent of three muffins. Give me some credits, at least like seven or eight. Uh, maybe 10 at a push, if I'm including some bass. But Ross, thank you for this. I've just downloaded it. I'm going to listen to it right now and play it for the masses and you'll have my reaction, my instant feedback. Yeah. Here we go. one of the more sensual theme musics we've ever had. I like the cut at the end. It leaves you wanting more. It, do, it does. It's very abrupt. You know, there's, yeah. no, there's no like nice fade off. No, it's there's very no just like... fade. There's no repeating of a chorus and you slow it. Yeah. This is the end. This is the end of the theme. It is a beautiful theme. It's, it's beautiful, but it's, it's, it is. You're right. It's, it's leaving you to want more. So thank you for that, Ross. And please provide us with more because that's far more imaginative and creative than anything I could think up of or steal. Yeah, Colin is not talented at all. It's what we're saying here. Well, that's all right, though. I mean, I, I guess I've, you know, as I've, you know, aged and, and progressed in life, I've realized that everything I do is kind of meaningless. So, yeah, keep <laughs> Everything keep I do is mediocre, it. but it still means nothing anyway. So who cares? It's mediocre. It means nothing. Nobody cares. We're just here to have a good time. That's essentially it. And we are having a good time, aren't we all? <laughs> that is what we're aren't doing. Aren't we all, dear ears? Um, and just, just while we're talking about that, I, I, I was wondering if you had any more thoughts about joining me on the Mongol Rally? Uh, my 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 work doesn't let really allow me to take a few months off at no, a time. It's not. It's only like six weeks max. That's like a few months. But you, the world will keep ticking. This is my whole point. The world is going to keep functioning whether or not you drive to Mongolia and back. Yep. I could just not do it, and everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah, but you won't have driven to Mongolia. Yep. I also <laughs> won't have died on the trip. Well, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, you might die in Glasgow. What's life about nearly dying? You live in a pretty dangerous part of the world. Yeah, I'm already having all the danger I need. Exactly. I don't need, I don't need extra danger by driving places that are dangerous. If anybody else would like to join me on my currently solo trip to Mongolia, which I don't even think is allowed, I think you need to have at least a team of three. Of course, yeah, you, you absolutely need, would need to have a team. I mean, and also I need to do like a. a I do have this planned. A very kind of brief crash course, pun intended, in uh, mechanical stuff with cars. Oh, yeah, because you never learned how to do cars and stuff. <laughs> That's what the course is called. Mechanical stuff with cars. Yeah. I need a, I need a crash course on that before I can voyage to well, Mongolia. Because yeah, when yeah. the car breaks when, uh, like two days into the journey, you've got to be able to fix it yourself. And also I say voyage to Mongolia. I'm not sailing. I am actually planning to drive. So well, you can get an amphibious car. <laughs> You're right. You take I a Mediterranean route to, and then cross a wee couple of deserts, and then somewhere sea, and then a lot more desert. Right. Well, going the Mediterranean route is kind of the wrong way to Mongolia. But well, uh, from here, yeah, we're going a bit too far south, but but still, a little bit. It's either that or the North Sea, but that would take you not really in the right direction either. I'd also be, I wouldn't be particularly confident crossing the North Sea in what is essentially going to be a, a car held together with sticks and sellotape. 
so I'm going to stick with the roads. That's just a poor investment, that is. I'm pretty sure you're allowed to b- buy a better car than sticks and sellotape. No, but it, like held together. I'm not saying with the cars can be made of sticks and sellotape. I said held together with sticks and sellotape. But by the time you get to the Scottish coast. <laughs> and regardless, if anybody would like to join me, because James is too much of a wimp, then... Yeah, but yeah I am. I will accept this. Please quit your job as of next July <laughs> yeah, and join yeah. me. Join me Just on this quest. book your entire year's worth of holiday to go and drive somewhere with Colin. It's not a year. It's Please. like a maximum of six weeks. We could potentially do it in three if the car doesn't break it's... down and die. Or if neither of us die. Or if any of us die. And if, if people did die, you'd be you'd be down in the history books or as a brave we... individual. Or it's if worth we... it. You know, yeah, it's worth it. You might even catch dengue fever or be caught by ISIS. So the two are pretty good. <laughs> you could get both dengue fever and <laughs> caught by ISIS. Dengue and Daesh. Yeah, Dengue and Daesh. <laughs> Just need another D to complete the trifecta. Ten minutes in, we're talking about words that begin with D. Everything good starts with D. Diabetes. Diabetes, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Death. Right, enough. Let's just say if anybody would like to join me on the Mongol rally, then I'm expecting you to hand in your notice next summer. Uh, because that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to find myself in Asia. Mongolia. You know what I've talked about? I've talked about this so much, it's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, you've done that thing where you tell everyone your plans and then you feel like you've already done it. <sighs> so whenever you've got a big new project in mind and you tell everyone how cool your new project is, your brain goes, oh, I've done that now. Don't need to think about it anymore. Yeah, but I'm doing some cool thing. Like, I, as I said, I was going to go to California. I'm now going to California in like two weeks. Sorry, podcasters, I'm going to disappear for a while. Just bring your microphone. I'm not taking my... I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Bring your microphone. Nope. I've got no other options here. <laughs> you could do it. You could get find a guest host. Oh, we have we have plenty of people have expressed you're their the interest. One you're the professional talker, Colin. You're the vital part of this. I'm 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 just the other guy. I'm as vital as a stick and sellotape in a good car. That's what I am. I'm the stick and sellotape that holds this podcast together. Uh, anyone who wants to come onto the podcast in just over two weeks' time, <laughs> let us know. Anyway, Cease Operate episode 120. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let's just crack on. Uh, again, a quiet week. It's been a quiet year, to be honest. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I like sure. quiet. Yeah, and a, and, a, and a relatively peaceful start. We'll get to that uh, with the North Koreans and their fabulous cheerleading squad. We'll get to that. Let's just start with some uh, movie trailers, some brand new trailers for this week. Uh, let's go to... Venom first, actually. I know Deadpool 2 is there uh, at the top, James, but I'm going to throw you a curveball. Let's go with Venom. Yeah, that's. I'm feeling the curve. Right, okay, because Venom is something which has been uh, in the pipeline for a long time. We've talked about it for a long time. It's Tom Hardy uh, as the uh, eponymous anti-hero, and the first trailer was released last week. Let's just have a listen to a very quick clip. We all have our own problems. Our own issues. Our own. Demons. Yeah, so at the end of that trailer, I was expecting him to say, like, blah, 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 venom. But no, he didn't. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. But James, uh, first of all, your th- your thoughts on the first Venom trailer? Well, I'm just wondering when they're going to put Venom in the, in the film. Exactly! I don't see much... He had a bit of a black. He had a bit of black on his neck at the end, and that was like a wee bit of him. I don't know, but it just like he maybe he was screaming so hard that he he started going bloodshot, and the the lighting was weird. I don't know. The film the film looks it just looks so 
boring as it is. They better release more trailers that look interesting. As much as I am excited for this film because it's Tom Hardy and he's awesome and Venom's a good character, I like the part. I like the fact that the trailer didn't really give anything away. However, that's also the that's also the trailer's problem in that it literally doesn't show anything. That could have been a trailer for a generic pot boiler action movie. Yeah, with an angry involving, man. involving Tom Hardy, who's got a brain tumor and has only two weeks to live. Like it was completely nondescript. Yeah. There was nothing that screamed this is a comic book film other than the Marvel titles at the start. Yeah, and. Just to say, everyone involved in the marketing in this film, the film is called Venom. We all know who Venom is. It's not going to be a spoiler for us if you put him in the trailer. We're not going to be like, whoa, Venom's in this film. What? Oh, man, that's ruined the twist for me. I'm not going to go anymore. Sorry if I've ruined the twist for anyone there. (laughs) I think the reason they've held off is because I don't think there's been any set photos of Tom Hardy in costume. Well, does he does he do, has he got any costume? I would imagine so. I can't imagine the whole thing is CGI. <laughs> they just dip him in some tar. <laughs> there you go, Tom. But it's like the equivalent of having a Spider-Man film and having the entire trailer about Peter Parker and his struggles with his sexuality. It's, yeah, he's got his, he's got to get his eyes checked again. <laughs> he's, you know, he's he's having another argument with Aunt May about who's doing the dishes. Yeah, or, or just mourning mourning the loss of everyone <laughs> in his family except his uncle and aunt. Yeah, exactly. It's having a film. It's Iron Man, except apart from showing any Iron Man or action, it's just lots of board meetings. Him drinking on a roof. <laughs> exactly, or just Robert Downey Jr. just being a bit of an ob. That's yeah, what that, just being a bit too sarcastic. Which is why I don't like the Venom trailer. I mean, I do like Tom Hardy. I've said that many times. I'm sure lots of people do like Tom Hardy. He's a lovely... He comes across as a lovely man anyway. Um, I find that he, he sometimes occasionally slips a bit too far into an accent. Or a wee bit too much into a parody of himself. Yeah. In that he is, he is like almost too much Tom Hardy. He's a bit too Hardy. <laughs> yeah, a bit too Tom. But uh, no, this, this trailer, I just... Ah, no, just not for me. I'd be interested to see if anybody liked it. Did anyone like it? Let us know. Donald Trump, did you like it? Let us know. (laughs) Yeah, please do. Okay, moving on. Deadpool 2. This is the first real trailer, I'd say, that we've actually had for the movie. But again, in classic Deadpool fashion, it wasn't really a trailer of sorts, was it? Well, it introduces a a character and it keeps with the theme of fourth wall breaking. So yeah, I suppose it was a... A trailer. Okay, well, for anyone who hasn't heard it, here is a quick clip. What's the most pain you've ever felt? Maybe the kind that leaves you more machine than man. Wait, no, stop! What in the actual ass? Dale, why, why, why are the visual effects not done? It's a metal arm. It's not like we're trying to remove a mustache. Oh, I'll do it myself. Uh, James, we've talked about Deadpool 2 a lot. Uh, I think actually this this podcast was already in existence when the original Deadpool came out. Yep. I was a big fan of the original, which I would never recommend. You watch with your mum and dad. Um, just your mum. Just your mum. She would love it. Mm-hmm. But this looks promising to me. It looks like they've stuck with the same kind of humour, which obviously worked. It looks like they've stuck with the same kind of action, which obviously worked. So anyone that liked the first one will probably probably like this one too. I was super excited because the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People was in it. Yes, he is. And Terry Crews. Is he? Yep. Oh, I missed that bit. 
That was my two favorite parts. Okay, well, I saw the the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, which is a brilliant film. If you've not heard us banging on about it enough, uh, giving two middle fingers to the camera, which I thought was was classic, classic Hunt for the Wilder People actor. No, I think this was a very well made trailer, even even with the cheapness of the Deadpool playing with dolls thing. Like he had Wade written on their shoes in in in, in Toy Story style. There was just a lot of hints that they're they're putting a bit of love into even the things that don't matter. Which is cool in films. And I'm not entirely sure. Again, it's a trailer which doesn't give an awful lot away. I can't remember if Cable is the bad guy or the good guy. I thought they were partners. Maybe maybe it's kind of one of those things where Cable comes back in time to do some bad things. And they're like, oh man, you better help us save the day though. Otherwise everyone's going to die. And he goes, oh fine, I'll be a good guy. Okay, right. Yeah, that, that, that would make more sense. The only, uh, well, two questions. First of all, we uh, watched Kick-Ass again at the weekend. And I was reminded By of... we do you mean you and not me? Sorry, yeah. When I say we, I mean myself and my uh, my brothers. There we uh, go. You were not invited. No. Um, but uh, also, it was never an S. But anyway, we watched Kick Ass, and I was reminded of how good that film was, and how different it was to any other kind of superhero film that had existed at that point. It was groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when Kick Ass Two came along, which again the trailer did look did look pretty good. Yeah. The film itself was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty despite. Mediocre trying to stick to what made the original so good. And very similarly, good point. Kingsman, Kingsman 2 was uh, very, very average compared to what made the original so good. Okay, yeah. So what? So, so I know it's kind of the same team and it's Ryan Reynolds kind of doing the same thing. Does that mean the act gets a bit stale? I mean, it could do if it relies on just the one specific kind of humour and the one specific kind of clever writing. Maybe two films will be too many. As you said, there's a lot of examples where the second film in a series has just been too similar to the first one, so it's just not as good. So who knows? This could be the situation here. And lastly, I know we have we have talked about this before, but my memory is dreadful. Josh Brolin as Cable is playing now a, you know a character from essentially the Fox universe, yeah. and also he's Thanos yeah. in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's that's still true. Is that what? If, what if they want to do a crossover? He can just do both characters. <laughs> and like I'm watching Fargo season season two right now, and you and McGregor plays two guys, and they're in the same room sometimes. No, but they're twins, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like two different characters. It's it's like they're the same person essentially. Well, but Thanos just got, he's got a big face. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like Brolin. It does look like it looks like purple Josh Brolin. They just need to make him more purple. Like if they want to have him on the same screen, just make him even more purple. Just give him a bigger chin. That will suspend all my disbelief. Right. Okay. Anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, If you haven't seen those trailers, go check them out. Let us know what you think. But certainly, Deadpool two gets the edge over Venom for me by quite some distance. I would. Yeah, I'd say the same. Uh, Just some some quick uh, movie news whilst we're uh, on the topic. The Joker. Uh, is getting an Origins movie, apparently, but not... That's what we need, is the Joker <laughs> Origins film. Yeah, indeed. Um, with uh, Not with Jared Leto, who... Or Heath Ledger. Or, yeah, well, that goes without saying, James. I can't imagine they're going to reanimate Heath Ledger for that one. Um, that was a little bit dark. The Joker Origins movie uh, has been talked about for some time. This one, apparently, is eyeing Joaquin Phoenix. What? To play the Joker. James, what a guy. first of all, thoughts on that potential casting? Got a quick question. How old is Joaquin Phoenix? I imagine he is in his mid-40s. Right. Is he going to be the, the narrator for a younger actor? Doing the <laughs> origins of a character who is like the equal of Batman? 
I'm pretty sure the Joker is not really ancient. We don't really get his backstory. In most of the stories, both in the comics and in the films so far, the Joker references a lot of different histories to himself. Yeah. Because that's his whole point. It's like he's just anarchy and like there is no story behind him. So the film doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't think the casting does right now. But Joaquin Phoenix, he's, he's pretty great at what he does. He plays himself with a mustache sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. I'd agree with you in that. I think Joaquin Phoenix is, uh, you know, whilst a very talented actor, is maybe not what you would pick for an origins movie. But maybe they're going to announce like young Joker. This is going to be old Joker telling his Joker children how he how he met his how he met their (laughs) mum. And also, just on the point you raised. I don't even think we need... Why do we need an Origins movie? I know DC are trying to milk the Joker cash cow, but it's unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary. Well, it doesn't work for the character. Because then it makes the character sympathetic, and you're not meant to be sympathetic to the Joker. Yeah, you're not supposed to understand anything about him. And also... So, yeah, fuck, stop it, please. As, you know, with, with someone like Batman, because he is very much kind of the vanilla superhero, you can have multiple people playing him. However... And I know Jack Nicholson did, you know, had a, a much lauded performance as the Joker in, was it the 90s, maybe the 80s? Heath Ledger is the definitive Joker. That's just the way it will always be. No one is going to surpass that performance. That's just the way it is. It is really brave to try and top that one. In the same way that I don't think, you know, I think if they ever recast Wolverine, which I'm sure they will do eventually. They'll have to, yeah. It will still always be Hugh Jackman. It will never it will never be somebody else. Oh, yeah, it will be someone else playing Hugh Jackman at that point. Exactly. It's just gonna be someone doing Hugh Jackman impersonation. Even though like Wolverine in the comics is like a five foot tall and five foot wide guy. Like like Hugh Jackman took over the the character. I know that they have you know, they want to build on an established character that audiences already know because it guarantees a decent return. Oh, this is gonna but, make money for them, yeah. Well, no, of course, but it's it's pointless because the actor who eventually gets to play the Joker will never live up to the Heath Ledger standard and will essentially be doing a sort of yeah a, a, an impression or a take on what he on what Heath Ledger did and will be undoing the character in the process. Like what? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So I um, this is a bad idea. I would say this is a bad idea. Okay, um, very briefly, let's go on to calls to boycott. The Peter Rabbit film. Now, this is, a, I think, headlined by James Corden. Oh, wow. Everybody's least favourite person. Sounds like it's definitely worth seeing. <laughs> okay, James Corden now, being a rabbit. It's already out in the States. But there have been numerous calls, certainly on social media, um, to boycott the film after a scene in which the rabbits trigger a boy's allergy yep. by throwing blackberries at him. Right. And he uses an epi- EpiPen to stop going into anaphylactic shock. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and, it does uh, teach pe- you how to use your EpiPen. Yeah. So people are saying that this is a terrible idea because... Um, I, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, people would say this is a terrible idea because it shows how to trigger somebody's potentially fatal allergy. Basically. And it also shows that it's that it's really funny to do, probably. Or it shows that it will save save the day if you do it. Something like that. Like it's a really good and heroic act to make people have allergic shocks. Go do it, kids. Do you think you know, first of all, the producers thought this through. And second of all, is this really going to have the, the effect that these boycotters are saying that it's going to inspire people to throw blackberries at other people? Well, yeah. People are dumb, so maybe they will be inspired to like throw blackberries at people or maybe they'll, they'll, they'll even branch out to peanuts and stuff like that. Uh, and you're asking me if I think that the 
directors and producers behind the Peter Rabbit film thought anything through after casting James Corden <laughs> and just making the film at all. Yeah. It's a solid no then. Absolutely. They were just making okay. a film, trying to cash in on those post, post stamps to make us all go see the film because Peter Rabbit's great again right now. All I remember from Peter Rabbit is that it was... I was quite traumatized by it as a kid. Oh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Peter Rabbit. Some great stories were told in the Rabbit universe. It, I just don't think we need a film, especially not a film of James Corden doing anything in it. It was the Rabbit crossovers in it. Captain Rabbit versus Rabbit Man. Why would it be Rabbit Man, Colin? Why would a superhero that is a rabbit be called Rabbit Man? I don't know, because it's a rabbit universe. Why would you have a Captain Rabbit? Well, because that would be a rabbit. That makes idea. more sense than Rabbit Man. Surely, like, the superhero version of a rabbit would be Man Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, you can have that. But you can have a rabbit who also doubles as a man sometimes. Yeah, as I'm saying, if you've got the rabbits as the main species, then all of their superheroes, their, their names end in rabbit, not man. <laughs> okay. Point, so you've point got, like, taken. Super Rabbit. Bat Rabbit and Ant Rabbit and the Incredible Rabbit. Okay, okay, enough. Let's uh, let's briefly, as I keep saying, move on. Murder on the Orient Express with Kenneth Branagh and the most A-list cast I've seen in mo- recent times has been given a sequel. It had everyone in it, yeah. It had everybody. It had let's see, Johnny Depp, Dame Judi Dench, uh, Josh Gad, Olivia Coleman, uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, is this all Penelope off the top Cruz? of your head, Colin? All off the top, literally off the top of my head. Um, that's, that's impressive. I'm impressed right now. Oh, and there was a bunch of other ones as well. Uh, <laughs> you've made me lose my train of thought. But yeah, that was a pretty, pretty solid cast. Anyway, the very end of that film, sorry, spoiler, is given a tease to Death on the Nile. Oh, is it? And it is, yes. I didn't watch that film. Well, my point is it's been given a sequel because it made a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. Wait, so but, hold on. Did the, did the train go to the Nile? No, but I'm pretty it, sure that's it, not where the Orient Express goes. Well, you'd be surprised. At the end, is it like, oh, Poirot, where are you off to next? And he's like, the Nile. <laughs> no, not quite. Wait. And it's not either. It's not like the train gets delayed and suddenly it's the Nile replacement bus service. <laughs> but no, it's it's kind of peppered throughout the film that I was going to say Clouseau, but no, it's not Clouseau. What's it? Poirot. Poirot. I said it a half a minute ago. Oh, sorry, it's very late slash early. It is. Sorry, uh, during the film, Poirot is kind of peppered with, oh, you're needed in Egypt. You're needed in Egypt. So it's kind of hinted at, but it's never explicitly said, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, by the way, guys, if we get a sequel, we're going to Egypt. Yeah, he's in a real hurry to get to the other end of the Orient Express because he's desperately needed in Egypt. Yeah. So my, my issue is that the film was just not that good. I mean, it was fine. It had a very good collection of actors, but that was basically it. Well, yeah, they're redoing a story that we've seen a good version of already. <sighs> Okay, well, that, that that's basically that. So they're going to do that again. They're going to make another film off a story that, one, we've got the book for, and two, there is a good version of already. We don't need it. Two other points that you've added. Uh, D&D, get a Star Wars trilogy. Please explain this to me. This is D&D of um, directing Game of Thrones fame. What is it? David and David. David whatever and David whatever. I think it's David Benioff and David Weiss, yeah. I want to say. They're, they're getting to make their own Star Wars trilogy, much like uh, Ryan is, they're getting to do one. It's probably going to be not well-written, convoluted. They're not going to really care about travel times (laughs) or worry about how characters get from place to place. There maybe will be a boob or two. Let let me just ask and clarify. We've got episode nine, which Ryan Johnson is finishing. 
Um, or is it J.J. Abrams? J.J. is finishing that one. Right. Then you've got Ryan Johnson doing a completely new trilogy. Yeah, a, a non-Skywalker-related trilogy. Non-Skywalker-related trilogy. trilogy. We've got Han Solo, the, the, the mm-hmm. Solo movie. That's coming out in May. And now you've got another trilogy? Yeah, a whole other trilogy. Right, that's a... And the Obi-Wan film. And is that a thing? Yeah. Gosh, that's a lot of movies. That's a lot of Star it's, Wars. It's big plans. And they then they want us to be really excited about it, but they keep making very mediocre the films. The thing is, yeah, you keep making Star Wars films, you keep making that many, the attraction gets so devalued to the extent that nobody cares anymore. Well, the thing is, they're just going off the Marvel um, track here. Like they've seen how Marvel's driven ahead, and it's it keeps making money every single film. But and they're hoping Star Wars will do the same, and it probably will. I'm really beginning to wonder why, because it's not in the marketing. The marketing's not good either. The difference is that Marvel have about half a century worth of background material. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars, they're literally asking writers, "Hey, can you please make up names of planets and characters and narratives?" Whereas with Marvel, they literally have stories ready, hand-picked and set to go. They do. And the only thing that the Star Wars writers in general need to do is start being interesting. They need to make films that aren't just exactly the same as the one before it. Or, like, obviously in exactly the same universe of exactly the same humor with exactly the same whatever. If they start diversifying and they've got characters that are in different situations, if they've got films that have different genres almost, then it would be cool. And they've got a whole literal galaxy to work with. They can do whatever story they want, but they just keep um, keep on the Star Warsy stories. Okay, right. You touched on Marvel there, and it wouldn't be Cease Operate without a mention of Marvel. Hi, Marvel. How's it going? Great. Uh, you mentioned the Marvel Universe. Let's just very quickly talk about this film. Black Panther is finally out in UK cinemas. Yep. It came out overnight. Uh, James, are you free on Friday? Uh, currently, I think I am, yes. Do you want to go see Black Panther? Absolutely. Yay! Team outing! Bonding! Friendship! Films! <laughs> Okay, so Black Panther Bilbo is Bilbo Baggins. Sneagle. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. Black Panther's out, and it's on course to have the biggest box office in February ever. Yes. Which is surpassing the likes of Deadpool, for example, Pirates of the Caribbean, and a, a host of other films. Uh, reviews have been universally positive. It's been praised for... Uh, Everything from its cast to its visuals to the story, uh, and also interestingly enough, the villain. Oh wow! The villain apparently is one of it's one of it's one of Marvel's best. So obviously they've been listening to Cease Operate and the fact that you know the, the, the majority of their villains have been pretty poor, and they've been like underdeveloped. Yes, and they've been like, you know what? We're going to make the Black Panther villain. Good. We can actually like, write like this a, one well. How about that? A decent character for once. So, so it's on. Yeah, it's, it's on track to be the the biggest uh, opening of any film in, in February ever. Uh, James, uh, hyped, ready, excited. I'm hyped. The world was hyped because this film was different to all the other ones, just by the fact that it actually had some color in it, and not just like I'm not talking about the people of color. I'm talking about like <laughs> the set design and the costume design. And even even the, the the trailer, as much as it had the transformer noises, which I will never forgive this film for doing, it was different enough a trailer to the norm. Yeah, I was reading something the other day, which actually made a very good point. It said the first kind of initial round of Marvel films up to about Iron Man three were all very interchangeable. 
you know, you could basically t- swap in a few plot points here and there, you have the same film. Yeah. But since Iron Man 3, with the likes of Guardians of the Galaxy, with Thor Ragnarok, which was essentially a comedy. And the Captain America, which were like... Ca- yeah, the Captain America, the Civil War. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, the one before the Civil War, what's it called again? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. And then, yeah, and Black Panther, they're all very different. They're diversifying. Yeah, which is to Marvel's credit. So Black Panther, on the way, team outing. Uh, we will let you know how that yep. goes. So as is clear, diversity works for Marvel. Do it for Star Wars, please. Okay, last but not least, before we very briefly talk about the actual world and important news yeah, things. Yeah, the actual which things ha- that you know, make a difference in life. Which matter to some people. Uh, last but not least, Kung Fury. Now, this was a film, a short film, which was uh, crowdfunded. It was kickstarted. One of the most successful oh, kickstarters of all time. A couple years ago, was it now? Yeah, we spoke about it in the podcast. It's, it's one did. of our most listened episodes because I it's think about f- it's about the same length as a short film of people yeah. clicking it thinking, hey, this is the film. <laughs> so, so Kung Fury is what, 40 minutes long? Yeah, 35, something like that. Yeah. And it's it's just it's bonkers. That's all it is. It's madness. It's just a whole bunch of eighties references and humor. And uh, now they're talking about Hollywoodizing it, which obviously always goes down well and Super is a, well, a, always a storming success. Yeah, because if you've got something that's funny for thirty minutes, of course it's going to be funny for two hours. That's my question, James. Is this is this worthless? What's what's the point of it? As much as I loved Kung Fury, and as much as I love this style of filmmaking, where you deliberately make things a bit poorly but also very well. And it's funny, but also not funny. I don't think it's going to work as a feature film. I don't think I go. I want to sit in and watch even one hour and 20 minutes of it in a row. Half an hour maximum, preferably 10 minutes at a time. But I really do want to give it a chance because it was it was so good. And I loved the way it looked. And I loved this, I loved how just how bad the story was. They've got, um, who have they announced? They've got Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. And Michael Fassbender, who is in every film is going to be in this. And and so will Mr. Hasselhoff, the big Dave himself. Madness. Like, genuinely, I am scared about this film because I do care about it, but I also don't want it to exist. Right. Okay, let's will, move on very briefly. I will have time one is... addition here, and that is that we received communications from one Sir Christopher Morrison. He wanted to let us know that he thought that in the solo trailer, which he spoke about last week, oh yeah, we failed to mention that the music was amazing. And yes, the music was amazing. So congrats, congrats, Star Wars guys! You did good music again. Yeah, well done. I appreciate that. Uh, okay, let's try it one more time. Let's go, let's go on to some topics which actually matter. Uh, the main one this week being the Winter Olympics, which have started in Pyeongchang, the beautiful Olympics in Best South Olympics. Korea. Which, uh, of course, if you know your geography, is next to North Korea. It's just it's just below it. Which uh, I know, remarkable, wasn't to, it? To the to the south. Um, which, if you've been listening to any sort of news or even Seesaw Parade over the last few months, you'd realise North Korea and South Korea uh, have been, you know, not been the, on the, the best terms recently. However... No, things have been a bit tense. Yeah, a little bit. As we have been uh, covering, as we've been bringing to you first, breaking news that North Korea would be joining South Korea in uh, some of the sports and the games and they'd be sending... Marching under one banner, playing ice hockey in one team. Yeah, and and sending cheerleaders at a ratio of 10 to 1 cheerleaders to athletes. (laughs) I I don't know, Genuinely, I think if I could have 10 people following me about cheering and making me feel good about my life, I'd go for it. Absolutely. Fantastic. But anyway, James, have you seen any of the the chants or the cheerleading? The, the, The North Korean cheering is as good as it always has been. Oh, it's remarkable. It's at the World Cup standard. It is 
flawlessly rehearsed perfectly yep. childlike it's it's amazing it's choreographed to within an inch of their lives it's really quite impressive it's a sight to behold they look so happy that it might be a grimace there's a couple things i noticed though and we'll get to the actual news line in a minute if you look at the actual crowds there are some very stony-faced men sitting at the end of almost every row and you're kind of reminded oh yeah these people were probably forced to come here to cheerlead and smile yeah. and look good well what there's the, the opportunity for them here is one to not run away otherwise everyone in their extended family will be executed right if they don't if they don't cheer well they'll have their food taken away from them or whatever Gen- like it's a sad thing to see all these people having to 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 force happiness so much the cool thing is seeing the south showing support to all these individuals the cheerleaders are trying their very best to put on a good performance and then South Korean sportsmen and women and also South Korean um, fans are joining in with these chants and cheers, which is really cool to see. Okay, well, we'll see, this is my point. So people are seeing this and be like, oh, that's so cool, and retweeting videos and sharing videos without actually maybe realizing that, you know, North Korea is still essentially kind of a prison state okay. in which, you know, yeah, people are starved or executed or in prison, blah, 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 blah. On the back of this, Kim Jong-un has, uh, has called for further livening up of, uh, of the warm climate of reconciliation with South Korea in the wake of the, the Winter Olympics. And he's praised uh, the South for hosting um, the Games and for hosting his country. Yep. And then his sister went to the South Korean President uh, Moon, I think his name, uh, yeah, President Moon Jae-in, and handed him a handwritten letter from Kim Jong-un inviting him for talks, which would be the first in a decade. Yeah. That, and I'm sorry, this is a very wide-ranging uh, question. Okay. All that considered, with the whole cheerleading offensive, mm-hmm. is this merely a PR propaganda stunt to make the North look like they are really into this and they're they're back to the table and all the lads are going to sh- shake it out? The propaganda machine, as they like to say, is certainly on full. They haven't turned down the propaganda at all. This is all about North Korea. Look how great we are. Look how definitely perfect we are and how happy all of our citizens are. And I don't think peace with South Korea is any more on the table than it ever has been because North Korea technically always wanted the peace. They've just had their terms, which include like the US giving up all of their military bases in in the South that include the leadership of the North Korea remaining and being in power and all these things that aren't possible. And I think this is just their attempt to look like the good guys so that when they say, hey, here's our peace deal, and it says, get rid of the US, leave us in power, don't put us in prison, then they get some sympathy points. I don't really know. They're they're trying to look like the good guys, but they aren't really any different to what they always have been, I don't think. But who knows? Maybe they've got the nuclear weapons. They genuinely mean it. You never really know. Okay, and uh, let's just... I think we've taken that as far as we can, really. Um, so what you're saying is that was a great answer. It's a cracking Real answer. me. Where's my cheerleaders? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let Kim know that you're you're looking for 10 cheerleaders to follow you around, although you may get a stony-faced guard coming, coming to live with you too. A stony-faced guard and an awkward coach <laughs> that, that gives up just as the dancing okay. starts. Last but not least, SpaceX and uh, Elon Musk. Now, this uh, happened almost at the tail end of last week, so we're uh, uh, slightly slower on the uptake than usual. Yeah, that was a disappointment. Like, the day after they did a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. 
But this is kind of billionaire, philanthropist, uh, clever technician, businessman. General good guy. Elon Musk, who also seems to be a bit mad. So, wait, are we saying Elon or Elon? Let's go for Elon. Okay, I'm going to go for Elon. Elon. Okay, Elon Musk it is. Okay, I'm going to go Elon then. Um, Who blasted the most powerful rocket since the moon landings into space, uh, but not with NASA, with his own company, SpaceX. And just essentially, for a laugh... He attached a car to it. Because why wouldn't you? Well, he's he's got all the money in the world. He can do whatever he wants. Now, this is... Like, so he owns SpaceX. This is also the guy who owns and runs Tesla, the car company. Um, and also, I didn't realise this, he started PayPal and then sold it for a billion. Oh, yeah. Like, he's done all the things ever for the last few few years. He's a clever guy. Clever guy. He's, he's giving Australia free batteries to keep them going. He's giving everyone free solar panels and free everything. <laughs> Just to promote his right. company, but in a non-market. Actually, he's the like, Tesla as a company have paid for fewer advertisements than we have now, because <laughs> everything they do isn't advertising. They just release their product, so we've paid more advertising anyway. So when you're testing a rocket to prove that you can put satellites in space, you've got to send a rocket up there with a payload. Yeah, it just so happens that the payload was about the same weight as a car. So he thought, hey, I'm going to put one of my cars up there, send it around Mars, and I'm going to put a guy in the front seat, and he's going to listen to David Bowie. Because why it's, not? That's just like the... Because why not? That's just like the biggest meme, except in real life. Like, why send up a block of concrete when you can send up a car with the roof down? It's genuinely brilliant in terms of strategy to get a good reputation. And the rockets were so cool as well. So that they've got... The twin boosters and then the primary, whatever they call it, booster as well in the middle, and they all separate off and send the send what's left into space. And then when they come back down, and they've been testing this for years now, the boosters land themselves, not with parachutes, but by putting the rockets back on and using rocket propulsion as a braking system. It's mad. And the two the two side boosters landed in perfect sync. It was a, it was a, it was amazing. But. The third one didn't. The big middle one exploded. Yeah, well, but they no. have landed the they have landed the big middle one a lot, and their rocket system is still like only one third the cost of a non reusable, comparable thing. Now I don't know an awful lot about kind of SpaceX or NASA. I know SpaceX. I think must have they must have had a few jobs for them. But it seems to me that SpaceX can do things cheaper and faster. They're doing things with cheaper rockets, and the cheaper rockets usually successfully land themselves and can be reused, so you don't have to spend so much money to make the next rockets go up. They're, they're innovating. It's not the same kind of innovation as the, the moon race was, the race to the moon, which was innovating just the technology of shooting things fast. Right. This is innovating in terms of shooting things cheaply, which isn't as exciting. <laughs> but I do find the simultaneous rocket-powered landings pretty cool. Oh, no, I think it's incredible. But it's, it is all about doing things cheaply rather than doing things because you can. Just on a, a related note, did you see the video of, I think it was the Boston... Uh, oh, man, opening the door. Yeah, so some Boston University, which is designed... Boston Dynamics, who classically makes the, the, self, the, the walking robots. You have little quadruped, quadrupods that walk around on their own. It's like a robotic dog, which can open a door by itself. It's yeah, so we've all seen the one that bonkers. gets kicked about by the... We get we see the dog walking on the screen, then he gets kicked by a scientist, then he gets kicked by another one, kicked by another one. Now they've given that dog a claw on its head. It's just the stuff of nightmares. It's scary times. The revolution begins, we're dead. And it's also like the dogs in Black Mirror. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to mind for me. 
Yeah, no, if, they start, if those dogs were smart, they'd probably kill us. It's only a matter of time, James. I know I know everyone kind of jokes about it, but it's really, only a matter of time. This is is this reality? Is this gonna happen? Well, I either either the autonomous dog robots are gonna kill us or the drones are gonna kill us. The drones with guns that are just gonna take over the world. Or we'll blow ourselves up. It's not gonna end well, anyway. I mean, at least Elon's gonna be on Mars by then. <laughs> so the human race will live on. Genuine question. Will there be a time when this is this has gone off on a completely different tangent? When, I like it. When robots do gain sentience and think, actually, you know what's killing the world? Too many humans. Humans. Yeah, genuinely, it's a huge risk if we carry on making them really smart without working out how to make them not too smart. Because I'm sure I've seen people predict that before, and everyone's kind of like, no, it's not going to happen. Of course not. It's just yeah, sci-fi. Because we don't understand how to make how to make artificial intelligence that we can control we don't understand how to make it really smart but also something that we can turn off anytime we want yes if we ever make it too smart it will just take care of itself and kill us all eventually instead of dying itself that's a kind of terrifying thought that that's probably going to happen in our lifetime yep again there's a whole lot of reasons to be scared about different things and that means reasons to control these different things but at least maybe some of us will get to move to Mars before it all happens. Okay, well James, I hope it's maybe. I hope it's me and you hope we're the chosen few who get to go to Mars. We'll be the first podcast that is hosted from Mars. <laughs> well, we still haven't done Drugs Live. That's the first one on the checklist. <laughs> Mars Live. <laughs> the third item on the checklist, Mars Live. Okay, I might actually try and attempt to do Drugs Live this uh, this year. You know, year of exploration for Colin. He's going uh, yeah. going back to Amsterdam in probably September, October time. So we'll 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 get we'll cross that bridge when we come to see, it. We'll see what we can do. I'll pop some I'll pop some pain pills. It's so edgy, so edgy, so edgy. Enough. Uh, it's uh, what's the time now? It's almost one a.m. Yep. Good work in the morning. It's past my bedtime. I'll see you next week. I uh, ciao ciao and goodbye. Dearest listeners. And thanks to everybody who got in touch. You can do seesawparade at gmail.com, seesawparade on Twitter, seesawparade on Snapchat, and seesawparade on Facebook. Good night and good luck. Or, you know, send us a private message on SoundCloud. Hey, why not? Send nudes. Wow. I think that's like half the episodes have ended with that, Colin. (laughs)